better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Monday. All right, here we go. Welcome into the show on this Monday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. What's your energy level? Where is it? (laughs) It depends, doesn't it? All right. Things are advancing and moving forward. Forward. Technically, it's pronounced forward, but sometimes we say forward, right? Forward. Forward. Things are moving forward. It is the postseason. It is no longer the season. It is the postseason. Baseball and softball, the postseason is here. Softball has been here for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, softball in the news. Of course, baseball in the news. This will be the uh, week of the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover. It begins tomorrow. It's the week of the um, high school state championship series that are going on at Trustmark Park in Pearl. All this week, news on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit of everything. Oh, oh, and, and look, look, promise me, promise me, listen, I need you to listen. Promise me that you won't roll your eyes when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. But Jimbo did more talking. Over the weekend, okay? He did. All right, anyway, that's later in the show. Welcome in on this Monday, and I hope you'll be a part of the show. There's lots of ways for you to do that. You can text me on the country, please, and text line. It's easy to remember, I think. It's uh, 601 number 885-ESPN. 601-885 or 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Got it? That's the number to text the country, please, and text line. Country, please, and sausage text line. I'll get to yours in a second. You can call me also. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. You're Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. In fact, means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Right here at home at Divinity. So give me a call. That number, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. Grumpy texts me, and of all the things going on, he's got golf on the brain. He said, Matt, great golf weekend for fans. Grumpy had a buddy who traveled to the PGA Championship in Tulsa at Southern Hills. He's bringing Grumpy some gear back. Epic golf battle between Alabama and Wake Forest, he said. Praying for Tiger. And then he says, P.S. Coach Lamonis is going to get Mississippi State's problems solved. Hey, I got to be honest with you, Grumpy. I didn't follow golf at all. I don't know who won and I don't know what happened to Tiger. I don't have a clue. I, I might need some help. Now, here's something I did follow. On the country pleasing text line, White Denzel says, how about them lady diamond dogs? Let's get it, girls. They are. How about that? State's women's uh, softball team just, I'm talking about, pulled off a major, major upset by winning the Tallahassee Regional and they had to win four games in two days to do it. Beat, uh, is that right? Four games in two days? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, had to win four games in two days. 
and yesterday had to beat the number two national seed Florida State softball team twice and did it. I, I didn't get to see the first game. I was uh, in the car yesterday, but um, and what that that one wound up like five to nothing or six to nothing game one, and then they beat Florida State yesterday afternoon four to three to win the regional. And Bill, how about this? I know you were watching it too, Bill. Yeah. I, I didn't know the whole time I was watching that. I didn't know that if State won, it would result in them getting to host a Super Regional in softball. Yeah, I didn't know until later when I texted you and you texted me back that they were going to yeah. be hosting. I said, oh, okay. It was really cool. Yeah, that uh, 5 to nothing game, by the way, was the first time that uh, Florida State had been shut out in a very long time. Mm. So State's playing well at the right time. So hats off, congrats to Coach Samantha Ricketts and her team. And you know what? It's interesting how it worked out for State because – you know, State's obviously kind of a baseball school, and just, I'm talking about, just gutted the fact that not only did they not make the NCAA tournament, they don't even make Hoover. They State's baseball team finished last in the SEC. You, you realize that? 14th out of 14 teams <laughs> on the baseball side. Season over, got swept by Tennessee. When's the last time people got to see State win a home SEC game? How many weeks ago was that? In baseball, anyway. And so you're going to have no postseason. You're wondering, like, what are we going to do with our summer? And get this, Bill. Uh, on this, uh, on Sunday, well, not Sunday, but Saturday. So it was the third game of the weekend. Final game of the baseball season. In the media press box, there was, like, pizza and food and stuff that had been put up there with a note from Chris Lamonis, the baseball coach. And he was thanking the media for their coverage. And he said, enjoy your summer off. <laughs> well, not so be hard to say. <laughs> not so fast, my friend, because yeah, you gotta go back to the other field over there. Yeah, the softball field, news park. They're gonna get to host Arizona in at least two games. It'll be a best of three. They're gonna play Friday, Saturday, and um, Sunday if necessary. You know, if they were to split the first two, they'd play a third game on Sunday. And so, yeah, it's really it's gonna be fun. I would imagine they're gonna have a humongous crowd. I. I wouldn't have any idea myself right now if, like, you do you bring in extra seats for that or, you know, I don't know. But it's going to be a fun thing. And I got into it. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I started watching during the, during the SEC softball tournament. And it really pulled me in because it's, you know, it's fast-paced. Everything happens quick. There are some different rules. The state learned that yesterday in that game, the 4-3 to three win that won the uh, – Tallahassee regional for them is I didn't really know this until I saw it in the game but reminded of it Bill if you got a runner on base that runner can't leave that base until the batter makes contact I mean until the pitcher throws the ball yeah until the ball's released yeah the ball's that girl got did it twice she did it twice yesterday that same girl left early and got left called early. out yeah and and that late situation was four to three, one run game. She represented the tying run. She's on yeah. first base, and the girl for Florida State hits a ball in the left field. And then she, she and, would have been on third. And yeah, and <laughs> and I was I had the game on, and I'm watching it, but I was kind of doing some stuff from across the room, and I glanced away, and then I glanced back, and now there's nobody on base, and a girl who got the base hits back at the plate, and I'm like, yep, what's going on here? And then finally, the the replay caught up, and I learned. Oh, yeah, she can't leave until the ball is out of the pitcher's hand. Yeah, and they showed it, too. She definitely left before the ball left her hand. She definitely did. Twice hey, she did it. it was hey, what amazing. about that? 
in the seventh inning, the top of the I'm sorry, the bottom of the seventh, so the last inning. What about that yeah. review on the play at first base oh, and then yeah. called her out? Called her out. That was close. I mean, that was like bam bam. I mean, it was really <laughs> close. It was so close. That ball and, was just in the back of the glove as her foot hit the back. I mean, so. it was as close as you can get without her being oh, safe. And man. initially he called her safe. Yeah, he did. And then they slow it down as slow as you can slow it. And the ball is just making contact with the glove just before her toe touches <laughs> yeah, the bag. I mean, you see the bag go down just as the ball hits the back. Of the <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad. I know that the umpires are glad they do that off site, so they don't have to. They don't have to make that decision. They <laughs> no do it at another site. Yeah. No kidding about it. All right, country please and text line on this reaction Monday. Hey, hey, y'all, listen up. Before we go any farther, further, farther. Which is it? Further? Before we go any further. Before we go down the road. Is farther even a word? Okay. Before we go any further, please listen up. Programming note. This is important. If you listen to my show live in the middle of the day on ESPN, the Zone 105.9 in Jackson, Central Mississippi, WRKS, flagship of the show. If you listen live, you need to know this. You are hearing me today, and you will not hear me for quite some time because beginning tomorrow, you will have coverage all this week, the rest of this week, uh, 105.9 WRKS is going to be covering live the Mississippi High School Activity Association baseball finals, the final series going on at um, Trustmark Park in Pearl. Tomorrow, uh, Tuesday the 24th, Yep. not only is it the first day of the SEC baseball tournament, but beginning at 1230 in the middle of the day, you'll get a pregame and then a run-up to a 1 o'clock game, and you'll have live baseball coverage from the MHSAA State Championships tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the rest of this week. As you know, the following Monday is Memorial Day. We will be out for that. And so I will be, uh, you know, obviously here today, and then we'll be back with you, excuse me, uh, the day after Memorial Day on Tuesday, the 31st. It's the last day of May. I'll be back with you here Tuesday, 31st. Uh, on that day, the just for those that have wondered, uh, live streaming of the show, live in, with cameras inside the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, we'll be back if you like to tune in on Facebook and YouTube and elsewhere. That'll be back on when we return on Tuesday, the 31st. But uh, so for the next week, instead of me, you'll get to enjoy live high school state championship baseball action, future college players, some of those, but uh, more importantly, a chance for some teams to take trophies back to their communities. And you'll get coverage all the uh, next four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday here. So uh, looking forward to that. Make sure you make that programming note. Okay. Country Please and Text Line. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast and beyond. Next Gen Reb texts the show and says, I've heard fans joke about, quote, temporarily move the bases and put up a temporary wall and play in the dude. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be cool. You know what? Yeah, but I guess the problem is the infield. Yeah, right. they'd have to take the mound down, flatten it out. Yeah, take the mound down, but also you have a grass infield. Yeah. Uh, at the dude, it'd be great if you could pull it off, but there's no way to pull it off. 
Mm. And look, the other thing is, I mean, News Park is softball's home. They recently renovated it and sort of rebuilt it sometime within the last 10 years anyway, and, and, and it took on a whole new, fresh look that belongs to softball, and that needs to be the place where it all happens. Um, yeah, and I, I hope they, they need more bleachers. Let's bring them in. Bring them in. I'm trying to think, uh, because down the left, you've got the new grandstand, which I don't know what it seats, but it's not a ton of people. The outfield, there's plenty of room to do something. It's just, can you do it and satisfy the fire marshal? In a week's time in the outfield. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the question because there's a there's a walkway, like a platform for people to walk around the outfield wall so that they could stand and watch from the outfield if they wanted to. And so there'll be people all on the outfield wall for the Super Regional this weekend. But as far as seats, that's hard to know. Left field line, you've got the big building down there that's sort of like the Oh, heck, I don't know. What is it? What do you call that? And then right behind News Park is the new tennis facility. So I don't know where we, you know, what we we need to do later this hour, Bill, we need to get John Cohen, the athletics director for state on the phone. And we'll just ask him, like, do they have plans? What's the plan? How are you going to approach it? He'll know. He should have the answers. He ought to have the answer, so we'll ask him. How about that? Uh, White Denzel with a text says, Aspen Wesley, pitcher from Neshoba Central, was lights out in the first game against Florida State. She channeled her inner Landon Sims in a dominant, complete game. Grumpy with a golf update. Okay, Tiger withdrew after three days of play. Limping and in pain. Yeah, I imagine so. That's probably going to be the... Name of the game the rest of the way for him. Nick wanted to know, uh, he says, if what happened with Cade and Cumbus in the last game of the season isn't a testament to the season, I don't know what it is. Any update on Cade, by the way? No, Nick, I don't have an update. I do not have an update. That'd be left with an arm injury, right? And Cumbus got hit on the head, something like that. They had to check him out for a concussion. Big old tough rascal. You know it was a lick if it makes him leave, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see, though. That's softball. Well, before I jump, the bracket is the bracket. Uh, State's going to host Arizona. I was looking. Their records are actually – their records are are similar. You know, Arizona playing out west, they play really a high level of softball out there. All right, let's see. here we go. State is 37 and 25 this year. Arizona is 36 and 20. Uh, State's 37 wins, one more than Arizona at 36, but the Bulldogs have five more losses. 25 Arizona sitting there. So the records are similar. Just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, and your schedule the first game of the Super is going to be Friday at News Park, 11 a.m. Central Time. Game two will be Saturday for three Central, and then if necessary, um, a game three, they'll figure that out after it. They're, they're selling tickets. I would just tell you if you want to get one, maybe go to hailstate.com and, and figure it out from there <clears throat> um, if you want to do that. 
So you got state hosting Arizona. You've got Arkansas hosting Texas. These are supers. You got Oklahoma State hosting Clemson. You have UCLA hosting Duke. How about that? Duke's softball team making a trip. That's who uh, Ole Miss reached the finals of that regional in softball against UCLA. UCLA won it. Other side of the bracket, you got this is softball. Stanford and Oregon in a super. You got Arizona State versus Northwestern. You got number one Oklahoma hosting UCF in that super regional. Oklahoma, by the way, won their regional bill by beating somebody 20 to nothing. They beat, they beat Texas A&M 20 to nothing. It's Oklahoma defending national champs. They may be in another class. And then uh, the other is you have Virginia Tech hosting Florida. So three SEC teams remaining. That will be um, SEC champion and tournament champion Arkansas. You've got Florida. And then you've got Mississippi State. State gets to host. Really a cool experience. State's never been to a Super Regional before in softball. A lot of firsts. That was the first time that a national two seed had ever lost its home regional. First time that had ever happened. First time for State to play in a Super. All that's really cool for the softball team. You know, you were talking about that Duke team. I don't think they were even in existence five years ago. They were really? around. Yeah, because the coach that she had to build that team from yeah. almost nothing. So they're and brand they're new. going to a Super Regional now. They're How about like that? Four or five years. Tough trip, too, now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going to be tough. And a, and a long trip. All right, let's hit the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone. Lynn, hanging on line one. What's up, Lynn? How about it, Matt? This ain't softball-related, but a big shout-out to them. Congratulations, and we'll pull it for you the whole way with the lady dogs. But uh, I, this is something that I've watched a lot of baseball, Matt, and I've never actually seen one when I was watching the game live. I've just seen it in replays and stuff. But I was watching because the Mets got snowed out. So I just flipped over to watch the Phillies and Nationals. I want to see the Phillies get beat. <laughs> I don't remember who won, but I did see the Nationals pull a triple play. Really? Yeah. It was a, a shot down the third base line. I had him on first and second, and he tapped third base, threw it around the horn. Just as pretty as a picture. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to share it because I ain't never seen, seen that happen watching the game like that. Oh, I mean, it wasn't even close at first. Because he hit the ball hard, it was it was easiest double play, triple play you'd ever see. But I never witnessed one watching the game really in any aspect, mm-hmm. other than on the replay. So far, but I just picked that game to kind of look at, and I was like, "Well, that's just good luck." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's just that kind of year for you if you're a Mets fan. You know, not only is your team good, but they're not even playing, and you pick the right game, get to see a triple play. Maybe it's just your year as a Mets fan. Yeah, well, we got a stretch that's gonna go. Don't tell us a lot about us coming up right here, and shows are hurt until the All Star break now, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, that's that's some more of that LOL Mets stuff coming back on us. But maybe if we can pull through this five hundred right here, this little two week stretch, because we're playing the Giants tonight and got the Dodgers and Padres, I think coming. Uh, I think that's how good. I don't remember, but anyway, yeah. we're doing good right now. We just got a whole serve for a little bit. But I thought that was a cool little thing I got to say, and I want to share it. boy. Well, good for you, and I appreciate it, Lynn. Thanks for the phone call, as always. How about that? Lynn just picks a random game and gets to watch a – see a live triple play happen. I think I – you know, I don't think I've ever seen one other than replay or watching highlights. I don't think I've ever seen one in person. If I have, I don't remember. 
Uh, we got a text. Unnamed texter says that Cade Smith had a UCL injury. He's going to have to have Tommy John. You know, you hate to hear that. I mean, obviously, you hate to hear that. It even kind of goes without saying. I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere like, I mean, maybe y'all are. I hadn't seen it on Twitter or anything from him or for the team or interviews and stuff. Maybe this is just someone who knows, but I don't have a name uh, on the on the text. Sounds like another Cohen question. Yeah. Yeah, we can get Coach Cohen on the line. Boy, you would hate that, wouldn't you? I mean, he'd be your top guy coming back next year if he was healthy. But if on the last day in a game that didn't even matter, right, because the season's over, period, didn't matter, turns out, and then to go out there and have the UCL thing on the last game of the year, good night, that'd be rough. Yeah, there's just no question. State's baseball roster is in just total switcheroo for next year. It'll be, when I say roster, I'm not even just talking about the lineup. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. It'll be all new people. Bound to happen every now and then, really. And in the era of transfers and all that stuff, it's bound to happen. Team that was so solid for so long. Went to five straight Super Regionals, three straight trips to Omaha. 1-1. Bound to happen at some point where you have little, you have to go through what some of these other places have gone through and completely turn things over. It just happened to happen this year. All right, and we'll look at the uh, SEC tournament schedule in case you don't know who's playing when. They're practicing today and then playing tomorrow. All that coming up. I'm Matt in the Bureau, Farm Bureau Studio. Stick around. Sports talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Ba, 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 ba. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Yeah, so the top four seeds in the SEC baseball tournament. Number one, Tennessee. Number two, Giga Maggie's number three, Woo Pig, and number four, Hold That Tiger. Tennessee one, Texas A&M two, Arkansas three, LSU four. That's your top four seeds. So they don't play tomorrow. All the teams who do play tomorrow. So the other, um, excuse me, uh, the other eight teams are all practicing today. That includes Ole Miss. They are practicing today in Hoover, and then they will, I mean, weather permitting, they, they may get some, some rain. And it's supposed to, you know, they'll play four games tomorrow. And we'll look at the schedule. Meanwhile, Southern Miss, regular season Conference USA champs, number one seed in the tournament that they are hosting this week to the top, ladies and gentlemen. Southern Miss. Yeah, they're hosting the Conference USA Baseball Tournament in Hattiesburg, and it begins on Wednesday. Looks like you're going to have scheduled four games on Wednesday, eight teams 
participating in it with Southern Miss, the host of number one seed. Uh, yeah. First game of the day on Wednesday in Hattiesburg is 9 a.m. Wow. Man. Yeah. That, let me tell you, that's, um, that's early for a baseball game. 9 a.m. Central Time in Hattiesburg at Pete Taylor Park on Wednesday. First game of the Conference USA Tournament. Three-seed Old Dominion versus six-seed Middle Tennessee. Game two will be uh, around noon 30, so about this time on Wednesday, manana, tomorrow. It'll be two-seed La Tech versus seven-seed Charlotte. Then tomorrow afternoon, four o'clock first pitch, top-seeded Southern Miss in the host school versus eight-seed UAB, who barely squeezed into the conference tournament. And then tomorrow night, the late game, 7.30 first pitch, or whenever they can get it started, the four-seed FAU Owls. Who? Who? The Owls, I said. Florida Atlantic. Who? <laughs> uh, versus UTSA. All those games, you can watch them on ESPN+. Also of note, the latest projections of the field of 64 in college baseball have Southern Miss hosting their own regional... They have Southern Miss as the number nine seed overall. So just, ba- well, for, for now anyway, they barely have, this is D1Baseball.com, they barely have Southern Miss missing out on a top eight national seed. Barely missing out on a top eight seed. They have them at number nine. This is the projection, by the way. According to D1, the top eight seeds, one through eight, our number one, Tennessee, number two, Virginia Tech, number three, Stanford, number four, Oregon State, five, Miami, six, Maryland, seven, Louisville, eight, Texas A&M, and then that's your top eight. And then beginning the, the other hosts, nine seeds, Southern Miss. So if this projection were to be the tournament, you'd have Southern Miss opposite of the College Station Regional, meaning if Southern Miss could win the Hattiesburg Regional and have Texas A&M not win their regional out in College Station, Southern Miss could host a Super. That's the way that works when you're a non-top eight. Uh, They project Texas A&M hosting Texas as a two seed, Texas San Antonio as a three, and Army as a four. How about that? You can get a Texas A&M Regional with Texas in it. Come on. See, again... This is only a projection, but if it were to happen this way, if, 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 they got Hattiesburg, Southern Miss, the one seed in Hattiesburg, hosting two seed LSU, three seed Clemson, four seed Belmont. Well, again, you're saying, okay, that's a tough one. I mean, anything with with LSU in it, Clemson, that's a tough, tough draw. But still, you're hosting, let's say Southern Miss wins their regional as a nine seed. If this held up, they would need somebody like two-seed Texas to win the regional in College Station. Oh, the drama. If that happened, and then Texas would have to go on the road to face Southern Miss in Hattiesburg for a super regional. Best two out of three goes to Omaha. You know, these projections are a lot of fun when you look at them. By the way, the other host sites after Southern Miss, who's a nine in these, 
They have Auburn as the 10 seed, Virginia hosting at 11, Notre Dame hosting as a 12, Oregon hosting as a 13, TCU hosting as a 14, Oklahoma State hosting the, the 15, and then Georgia Southern, the 16th overall seed and hosting there in Statesboro with Georgia and Georgia Tech going in there, he says. And the Campbell Camels in there right now as a fourth seed. We got to see them last year in Starkville. So anyway, that's a look at uh, NCAA projections, talking about Southern Miss. What game are they? They're game three tomorrow. So if Southern Miss can beat UAB in game three tomorrow, round one of the Conference USA tournament, they would turn around and play the late game, winner's bracket game, the last game of the day on Thursday is how that would work. You'd have loser's bracket elimination game. Game two would be a winner's. Game three would be a loser's bracket elimination game. Game four would be a winner's, and they'd be in game four. Confused? Just just trust me. Keep your eyes on the bracket. Meanwhile, what about the SEC baseball tournament that State is out of? State and Missouri, the two SEC teams not playing in it, didn't make it. The top 12 teams are playing. The top four get buys, those four teams I told you about a while ago. Uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and LSU. They don't have to play uh, tomorrow. Today, these eight teams are practicing today. Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Auburn, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. They all take turns running out on the field, take some infield, BP, go back to the hotel. And they're going to play tomorrow. And so the SEC baseball tournament will get underway tomorrow at uh, Hoover Met, Hoover, Alabama. 9.30 Central first pitch between Alabama and Georgia first thing in the morning. When that one's over, a little after lunch, around 1 o'clock, if it's on schedule, you'll get South Carolina versus Florida. The third game of the day, which right now is you know the start of that afternoon session, it'll start on time tomorrow night, I mean tomorrow afternoon, barring a really late game in the morning, but 4.30 Central Time is when you're scheduled to get first pitch between Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. Vandy's an eight seed. Ole Miss is the nine. And then the late game tomorrow night, the last game of the SEC tournament, and see they already put an 8 o'clock Central start time, and it could get pushed back, and we all know that too well. But it'll be Kentucky versus Auburn in that uh, late game tomorrow night. And tomorrow is single elimination. That's the thing about it. Day one of the SEC tournament is single elimination. So you're going to have four teams that will play one game and go home. Once you get into Wednesday, everybody now is in double elimination mode. So you that, that's another thing that's fun about the SEC tournament. As of right now, I'm going to slip over there and go tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to try to get there and at least watch the first three games up through the Ole Miss and Vandy game. I don't know if y'all heard this, but <laughs> Vanderbilt, you know, they, they lost their series the last weekend of the regular season here. They lost their series to LSU, right? And I don't know if you saw the scores and the results, but they did. Just trust me, that's what happened. They lost the series to LSU. In fact, just got pounded, got swept at home three games Thursday, Friday, Saturday by LSU. Gave up 13 runs in the first game. 
eight in the next, and then on Saturday, to get swept, gave up 21 runs to LSU. And listen to what happened. Game was over. Working media, just like they do every home game for Vanderbilt throughout the year. Reporters just trying to do their job. They go down to the field, walk down the baseline in the left field corner where they always meet head coach Tim Corbin to get the post-game interview. It's just part of them doing their job. And Tim Corbin turns his back and walks away and will not take questions. And instead, sent one of his players out there to answer, uh, you know, 19, 20-year-old player, to answer questions from the media about why they got swept and gave up 21 runs. Instead of the coach himself standing there and taking it like a man and taking the questions and answering the questions and not passing off the tough responsibility to a player. It's easy to stand there and take questions and give comments, isn't it, Coach Corbin, when you win? When the questions are going to be nice, it's a lot harder when you've been swept and you don't feel like it and you're mad. It takes a big, wide set of shoulders and a big, strong back to stand there and take it when you're mad and upset, isn't it, Coach Corbin? It's a lot easier to tuck your tail between your legs and dip out the back door, isn't it, Coach Corbin? Just getting started with you on this Monday. I'm Matt. Stick around. All right, back with you rolling along on this Monday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Say it with me, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. Well, this weekend, the next level of postseason play, Mississippi State softball, will be the home team at News Park. Playing a little hail stay it over the PA. Heck, they might even bring the band out there. Who knows? First time for State to advance to a Super Regional in um, program history. And an added fun. Get to do it at home this weekend. And so uh, State has to be prepared to host some people that uh, a lot of us weren't necessarily talking about. Bill, I hear music. You hear that? Now I got it. I don't know. I think I maybe I'm maybe it was me, Bill. My bad. Hey, the uh, person who's sort of uh, in charge of this whole shindig this weekend on the state campus is on your radio right now. John Cohen, athletics director of Mississippi State. Uh, John, thanks for letting me uh, holler at you in short notice here. Uh, so expecting a crowd on campus this weekend, huh? How about that? Yeah, we sure are. You know, we 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 just you know our fans do such a great job. I think they're the best in the country, and they will they will show up in droves. We're expecting good weather. We're going to get through some nasty weather here in the middle of the week, and you know, eleven a.m. start on Friday, and um, yeah, you know, our, our facility probably only holds around two thousand, but we're going to get as many people in there as we can safely, and um, you know, what a, what a great opportunity for our kids, and boy, they just 
gutted through one of the toughest regionals in the entire country. They faced two of the best five arms in the entire country to, to get to this point, and uh, they're, they've been rewarded. You know, John, um, honestly, that was the first thing I thought about. Watched the game yesterday afternoon. It was over. They're celebrating. Then you get word that they're going to host. And, and the first thing I thought of is, like, from the player's perspective, just how cool it is that they're going to get on the bus and celebrate and come back home knowing we're not only playing next weekend, we're two wins away from the College World Series, but we get to do it at home. And our fans are going to be there and yelling and screaming. And just what a cool, maybe once-in-a-lifetime experience sometimes it can be, especially for those seniors. Yeah, and, you know, you, you really can't talk about those seniors without talking about Mia Davidson. I, I just I think she... You know, arguably the greatest player in Mississippi State history. You know, the all-time home run champion in, in the history of the Southeastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But her ability behind the plate and her leadership ability is really incredible. And you know, you, you, what can you say about the arms? You know, who, who pitched oh, yeah. for us? You know, Aspen Wesley pitched phenomenal. Annie Willis was great. Grace Bagan was phenomenal. We just we had some great performances this weekend. You know. You always want to be playing your best at the end of the year, and there's no doubt that this team right now is, is playing at a high level. You kind of felt that way in the SEC tournament uh, when they had that strong showing mm-hmm. against uh, LSU in, in the SEC tournament. No question. John Cohen on your radio. Okay, so I know some fans are probably wondering some of these questions I'm about to, to throw at you, John. First thing, you mentioned it, capacity maybe around 2,000 at News Park. Any plans for extra seats? Uh, anything like that? Outfield stuff? Like, w- what can we expect? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're we're gonna. In fact, we're, we we work on that this morning. First thing, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna bring in some additional seating. Um, we're, we're gonna move some things around to, to create some additional seating opportunities for our fans. You know, it'll be a hot one because you there isn't a lot of shade at 11 a.m. with the sun right overhead. But um, we're gonna. Hopefully, provide some shade opportunities uh, for those who need it. We're we're talking about bringing in ad- additional, um, you know, jumbo screens so when people go to the restroom or the concession stand, they can still watch the game on huge screens. So we're we're getting this place ready to go. You know, uh, News Park is a special place, but uh, I think we're going to be bursting at the seams this weekend. When do you take us back on the timeline to the bid process? And, and I'm I'm asking that, assuming that that's what it takes, is that you know you're in the tournament, you everybody puts a bid in in case you wind up hosting. Like, is that the way it works? You go back a couple of weeks, you submitted a bid. Again, I'm just assuming, but I I was curious. Yeah, yeah, Matt. It's several months ago, actually, and you know there's a deadline. You know, there's a lot of different things. You know, you have to have a facility that can host, and ours certainly can, meets all the qualifications. Um, you know, you, you host for a regional and a super regional separately. Uh, okay. We did for both. And, uh, yeah, and it worked out to where, you know, our kids are going to get to play for the opportunity to get to the College World Series for the first time ever uh, this, this Friday. Yeah. What does it do for a program like this one? And for our coaching staff, Samantha Ricketts, and in the recruiting arena, to to have something like this happen. Yeah, I, you know it's different now, Matt, than I, than I think it was before. Um, you, you know, it, and I'm going to revert back to baseball or football or basketball. Before, 
when something like this happens, it takes a while for you to see what, what, how it really affects recruiting because you've already signed your class, right? So mm-hmm. we signed our class. By the way, softball signed a great class this past fall. But they, they signed that class that's going to be on campus next year with that, that idea. What's different now than it's always been before is now that Daggum transfer portal. Mm. So maybe maybe kids who are at mid-major programs who want an opportunity in the SEC, maybe those kids say, wow, Mississippi State's up and coming, young coaching staff, um, really pitching it well, you know, uh, a lot of power in the lineup. Maybe that's a place that I want to go play. And that that's where you can see some immediate changes through the portal when you have this kind of success. John Cohen on your radio. Does the So an offshoot question. Does the SEC network, and the, therefore the SEC Plus, and the way that you know you can, I can watch every single game if I want to, particularly home games, certainly. Does that help when you're trying to bring a prospect or a recruit in from a distance where mom and dad can go, well, look, I can't drive to every game, but I can sure watch every game. Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, we have a nice contingency from all over the place. You know, Riley Hull, a uh, little infielder we got uh, uh, from Somerset, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, uh, we have several kids from the state of California on this, on this uh, roster. Um, Mia Davidson from uh, North Carolina, uh, we have kids from all over the place. So w- when you really look at it, um, even though softball is really solid in the state of Mississippi, when you look at the Southeastern Conference, there's a ton of recruiting out West Coast. There's a ton of recruiting in the upper Midwest, and there's definitely a ton of recruiting into Florida and the Carolinas. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, um, these types of events can springboard you in, in the recruiting process. Sure. So the team, John, they played yesterday afternoon in Tallahassee. Did they come on back last night, or are they coming back today and getting started practicing tomorrow? No, they're coming back today, and in fact, we'd love to have a huge crowd out there. I think they're supposed to arrive on campus at the softball complex somewhere between 3.30 and maybe 4 o'clock. Okay. Um, just, just really, really looking forward to a lot of people showing up and showing them the, the love they deserve. I mean, what what they did this weekend, it was. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say it's remarkable because they have the ability to do it, but I mean, let, let's be honest here. You're talking about real humidity, real heat, having to win two games a day for two straight days against two of the premier arms in the entire country. I mean, it, one of the seminal uh, moments in Mississippi State athletics history. I mean, the four games in the two days, and that's what I was thinking too. Like anybody that spent any time at all in Florida, you know, let alone Tallahassee this time of year, it's real heat. I mean, they they're going to need a day, at least a day, just to sort of recoup. I would imagine, even even as young college athletes, I would think. Yeah, it's not uncommon, you know, with, with you know when I was coaching in baseball for us to IV kids up mm-hmm. in those situations when you had to have a doubleheader at this time of year. Um, so I, I guarantee it. We had a lot of kids probably dropping a ton of water weight, and you just get really concerned mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they might get dehydrated, but our staff did a really good job. And, and really, there's some survival-type things going on. You know, it's the mm-hmm. team that just has the mental toughness and the physical toughness to grind through something like that is usually the, the team that can come out of it. Yeah. And, again, I'm not a coach, John, but I would – I would think probably this week 
as a staff and as a team, it's as much about recovery leading up to Friday as it is about actual practice reps at this point. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think it's a huge advantage to be playing in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. No matter how hot or humid it is, you know, our kids are used to that type of thing here in Starville, Mississippi. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, home field advantage, uh, hopefully a great crowd here in, on campus. And again, hope, I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's a hundred percent humidity. <laughs> yeah. There's always a chance it will be for sure. Well, John, I appreciate it. Looking, looking forward to uh, seeing you at 11 a.m. on Friday morning. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Yep. Matt. Take care. Take care. That's John Cohen, athletics director, of Mississippi state. So 11 a.m. Game Friday, the first one, but you know, you do have a team from Arizona. I, I do think sometimes we have a tendency – I know this in football. I have a tendency to make a little bit bigger deal about the heat and it affecting teams that aren't from here. Um, just like maybe uh, there's a chance to blow it out of proportion when you have to go to BYU and you're playing at 6,000 feet above sea level if you're not used to it. But it does have some sort of effect. And – as brutally hot as it gets in Arizona. Anybody that's ever been will tell you that it is unbelievably hot this time of year. And those kids feel it. The humidity you can face in the southeast is a whole different animal, especially as it pertains to water. Hour two coming up. Stick around.